To live impeccably means to live without sin, but let's face it, we all fall short. However, a life of constantly missing the mark is where we find the chaos, the dysfunction, and we forego all of our results. I am your host, Amanda DiNardo, and I created this podcast as a safe space for you to begin this beautiful quest to live, learn, and lead a simply impeccable life. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to episode eight of the Simply Impeccable podcast. I am so grateful today because the past few weeks I have just really seen this group of clients of mine really step into a whole new version of themselves. And it is usually after like that sixth session um, when we're really showing up consistently and doing this work that these total transformations and amazing results just start showing up and results that maybe otherwise would not have happened for a year, two years, three years, four years. I mean, it's just so powerful to watch and so beautiful. So grateful that God called me to support people in this way. But you know what stinks about being a coach? (laughs) I can no longer watch trashy TV because I'm watching some of these shows and I'm like, oh my gosh, you, I could help you. I could help you. You do not have to exist in this dysfunction. We don't need to flip tables right now. (laughs) And I get really squeamish during conversations where people are talking about their messy lives because I'm like, ah, you just need a coach to coach your brain, to make space for, just to give yourself everything that you need. So I actually gave myself some space to ask myself the question, why not speak up and offer up coaching in just these real time day-to-day conversations? And as I'm considering this as a possibility, I'm thinking, you know, Amanda, you don't want to show up like boastful or in that place of ego or identity. But that doesn't have to be true. I, I can simply offer up, hey, do you want Amanda DiNardo today? <laughs> your friend and your wife or your family member or your cousin or your sister? Or do you want Amanda DiNardo the coach? So do you want me to just be present and hold space, but maybe more passively listen? Or do you want me to coach you and offer you that real, real support? Um, So here's where I'm at. I've decided today that with this podcast, I will offer up my coaching in real time. And you know what? I have also decided that I will no longer (laughs) accept people's statements that everyone has anxiety. I have heard this so much, not only in the past five years, but more again recently. Ah! (laughs) No, we do not all have anxiety. I know this may be hard to swallow, because it's been so accepted in our culture, especially with this millennial Gen Z generation. But we, we, I mean, we've almost come to accept this as almost as if it were like this absolute truth. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I don't have anxiety. I used to. And that's because I gave anxiety life. I provided it with a place to feed, to suck the life out of me, like the nasty little parasite that it is. And listen, I am human. So yes, the fear and the worry can creep in, as I talked about in my Unhinged with Fear episode, but I am not a slave to it. It doesn't have me by the puppet strings. Here's the deal. 
When we give anxiety life, we provide it with the perfect environment to live, to multiply, to smother us. So we're constantly in our heads, we're constantly Googling, we're constantly watching the news, we're over-preparing, we're overthinking, we're not sleeping, we have constant headaches, constant heart racing, constant doctor's appointments because of the headaches and the heart racing, and now we have the bowel issues because the anxiety and the cortisol and the adrenaline and all of this stuff pumping through our bodies is creating this fight or flight response, which is impacting our physical bodies. <laughs> right? And here's the deal, right? Do you ever notice how the people that are more anxious are those future thinkers, right? Because with our human brain, it's easy allow that anxiety to creep in because we not only have a memory so we can consider the past, so we kind of draw from the past, we draw from the negative thoughts, we draw from what we heard on the news five years ago about this situation and all the things, and then we drag it with us into the future, into the, well, into the present and then into the future, and we allow all of these negative thoughts to creep in. But here's the deal. We are going to... We, first of all, our memory is not going away, so there are things that we've been told and taught and seen that... We will remember <laughs> and we will try to bring it into our current circumstance or future circumstance. Our memory is not going away and neither are our negative thoughts. It's human. They're there. They're going to keep showing up. But if we aren't aware of our thoughts and where they are feeding, then get ready for that parasite because it's going to continue to claw its way deeper and deeper. So I want to offer how just this example of how we feed anxiety. So my first presentation that I that I did in regards to my coaching, I did this free presentation for parents at the school that I was working at and holy crap, right? This was new. This was stomach in knots, like real human emotion. This was changed, this was not normal for me. This was out of the, the normal routine. This was not something I did consistently. Everyone experiences this feeling of discomfort when there's something new or different showing up. But we don't like discomfort. So we run from it. We spiral in it. We create all the crazy thoughts about the situation, or about others, about ourselves. And then we don't step in. And this is, again, how we feed that anxiety. When we, when we allow that discomfort to cripple us, to paralyze us, because we want to, in those places where we feel that, and we run and we hide and avoid, and we allow all the crazy thoughts to spiral, we then run, we hide, we escape, which just feeds the parasite even more sucking all of the hope and the joy out of, out of you with every safe behavior you engage in to protect your anxiety. It's the cult leader, one of my, this author, um, and actually she's a, a really awesome speaker, Lynn Lyons. She wrote the book, Anxious Kids, Anxious Parents, and she talks about anxiety being the cult leader. And we continue to give into it. We continue to feed that parasite. And instead of allowing ourselves to, you know, resist the feeling, why not step into them? And that's exactly what I did in this situation. And, and this is what so many of us do in many situations 
However, it's just doing it on purpose. Instead of allowing myself to resist the feelings of the discomfort, right, of this, this new, this change, this, this relatively scary, uncertain circumstance of me presenting this, this presentation that, you know, I've never given to anyone except for my husband and talking to myself in the mirror, right? Instead of allowing myself to resist these feelings, I prayed through them. I felt them in my body. I felt my heart racing. I allowed myself to just embrace that. And I stepped in and I showed up for the discomfort. And each time we do this, we create this space for symbiosis <laughs> and really faith and peace and love. So please, 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 please stop telling yourself that you have anxiety as that pit is often just the real discomfort we feel as humans. When we consider the unknown future, when we consider stepping into something that we haven't necessarily done before, it's just new. You cannot control the future either, right? So sorry. <laughs> so why do we live the worry twice? Think about this. If I had let myself feel all the, well, I did let myself feel the discomfort, but if I had let myself spiral and think about all the negative outcomes of this presentation and, um, you know, again, like engage in some of the safe behaviors, um, maybe I could have just, you know, put it off because it was a free thing anyways, right? If I had done all of that, I would have continued to live the discomfort twice, right? Instead, I just embraced all of it. So I got to enjoy the journey to actually getting to the presentation and then getting beyond the presentation. And guess what? It was still nerve wracking and it was still exciting and it was still uncertain. So me thinking about it for weeks and months and spiraling about it would have just created all of those feelings twice. <laughs> It doesn't make it any less painful when the real life future pain or heartbreak or failure shows up. Nor does it make it any easier to stomach the judgment or the loss, right? One of my clients, has, she's kind of been on all of these dates and she's had some traumatic past relationships. So we, we draw, she draws from the past in terms of looking to the, to the, the current relationship and there's a lot of thoughts and feelings about trying to keep herself safe so that I don't have to deal with a breakup again because breakups are not fun. They are uncomfortable. They hurt. So if I can just engage in all the safe behavior and give, 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 give and reach out and do all the things for you and then sit in my head and question if you're even, if you're, if you're going to leave and why you would leave. And if I can create all of those scenarios in my mind, then somehow I'm going to avoid the discomfort and the pain of you actually leaving and breaking up with me? Um, no. And this is, you know, based on the context. Obviously, if you've already mourned that relationship and it's just so done, maybe you're not going to feel that discomfort. But just in this example, when that person leaves, you're still very likely just as hurt. So between the worry and the actual breakup, you've just lived that pain twice. You've just lived that heartbreak twice. 
because you're spiraling before the, the breakup and then the break just to try to keep yourself safe and protected and and not in the pain and then making all the reasons why this could happen and then you know then it actually happens and you still feel the pain and it's so interesting because I read the statistic that 40% of Americans specifically worry about things that will never happen. I think that that number is probably more, but imagine that we worry 40% of Americans worry about things that will never happen. So think about it. We live the worry, the pain, the heartbreak twice. Girl. <laughs> Here's the deal with those feelings that show up when we consider a future difficult outcome. They are often real human emotions and there is a space for uncertainty when it comes to the unknown because the future is unknown. It is uncertain. We are not God. We don't know what joy or pain is coming our way today, tomorrow, next year. So there is this space for discomfort we feel when we consider what could happen in the future. And for my clients, trust is where I help them ground themselves. Because otherwise you continue to engage in the safe, crippling behaviors that anxiety brings and then you aren't getting to the future goal, the future self, that new self-concept. So I want you to think about this. I want you to ask yourself, what am I thinking? Is it true? Is it true that I'm going to die from this lump in my throat that I believe is cancer? Maybe. But is it, again, is this a thousand percent true that this lump in my throat is cancer? Well, no, I haven't gone to the doctor. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, and you have no control over so many of these circumstances, what other thought would serve you in this moment? Where you're all the way down the rabbit hole being on your deathbed. <laughs> Here is what I want to offer up when discomfort shows up and your mind starts going down all the spiraling places. I want you to anchor yourself in a place of gratitude because a grateful heart protects against negative thinking, anxious thinking, anxious behavior. In the case of my presentation, thank you, God. You put this fire in my heart. It's time to let it burn. Everyone is alive today and well, so I'm going to allow today's blessings serve me and let tomorrow worry about itself. Each day of our lives, you are going to experience the 50-50, the 50% good, the 50% bad, the kids laughing and then fighting, <laughs> the sunshine all morning and the afternoon, the thunderstorm. So let's stop creating a life that is 90% bad and only 10% good because we're feeding the worry that produces the anxiety that will not add anything to your life. But I promise it will subtract the joy, the peace, the contentment from your life. And that's why we have to choose to fight off the parasite of anxiety. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Simply Impeccable podcast. To connect with me or to gain access to my transformative coaching, please visit my website, amandadonardo.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at amandadonardocoach. I cannot wait to connect with you, my friend, and support you on this impeccable and incredible journey.